My name's Emily and I'm an osteopath and healthcare enthusiast working in the Midlands. I spend every week helping my patients reduce their aches and pains, move their bodies more and live the healthiest life possible. And now I want you to join the conversation. In this podcast, I'll be investigating the people and places around the Midlands that are on the same mission and ask them to share their knowledge to transform your health. There's no subject that's off topic. Nutrition, mental health, sleep and fitness, it's all here. This is the Healthy Midlands podcast. Right, so I am so excited to welcome Sarah Smith to the podcast today. Sarah is a fellow osteopath, nutritionist and functional medicine practitioner who works in Solihull. Hello, Sarah. Hi. How are you doing? I'm, I'm great, thank you. And uh, thank you for inviting me along to chat about my favourite topic. Oh, you're very welcome. So just to start off with, let's have a little chat about what does it mean to be a nutritionist and a functional medicine practitioner and how does that tie into your work as an osteopath? Okay, so um, I got quite frustrated with patients that sometimes were coming along and they weren't quite getting better. Um, And then I started addressing diet and I realized that actually diet plays quite a big part in a, you know, with a patient that presents to you, perhaps they come in to see you, they've got low back pain. Um, and it's not quite getting better because the balance in their lifestyle is wrong. They're walking out of your clinic room and they're going down the road and buying a Greg's, (laughs) my favorite topic, (laughs) or they're just not eating the right foods, you know? So I found that I had a kind of, I didn't feel like the tools were in my toolbox to treat my patients properly. So, um, and I didn't feel my knowledge base was enough. So I went off and trained to be a nutritionist and, and really I apply that to patients now. So I, you know, it really is kind of forms part of my holistic overview of a patient. So as you know, as osteopaths like to treat our patients as a whole. So it's kind of targeting that pain and inflammation from a from a different tangent really and it is it's massive isn't it the impact that diet can have on the human body absolutely absolutely I mean you know yourself if you maybe go away on holiday for a week and you're you know you're not perhaps eating quite the right foods you're having a few beers you're having a glass of wine you know um uh, with dinner at night and you just haven't quite got that balance wrong you know that you feel a little bit sluggish when you come back off that holiday and so you know then is the time to kind of rein it in and uh, and start eating properly again but we all know the impact of diet you know if you if it's kind of like excuse excuse my excuse my french but it's kind of like crap in crap out so if you're going to eat rubbish <laughs> you know you're going to feel like rubbish yeah. that's that's the bottom line at the end of the day no i love that that's exactly right <laughs> so um if we start off then because i think that some Sometimes people get a little bit overwhelmed when it comes to thinking about nutritional health. They do. So we're going to start off just by talking about the basics of a good diet. What are your sort of keystone elements that you would want to see a patient in clinic presenting in their diet? So perfect patient, they come in, you say, how, you know, how are you eating? What's your diet like? What's your ideal answer? Okay, so uh, the, the, you kind of have to demystify a bit of nutrition, really. You know, the, there's a lot of sort of wacky diets out there that people follow um and it makes it really tough for them and actually it's really really simple food is really simple um what do you eat in the morning what what do you you know do you have breakfast do you eat breakfast do you actually eat breakfast i try to eat breakfast sometimes i'm a little bit mm, slapdash with it i get up and i go and see a really fabulous personal trainer who i hope will be a guest on this podcast one day amazing um called holly and she rags me at 6 a.m she kills me (laughs) 
if I eat before I go, that's not going to be a recipe for success. Uh, and then when I get back, I mean, when I first started training with her, it's obviously it's quite demanding on your body. It's a lot of weights and, yeah. and I really wasn't used to it. So I would have to come home and spend a good sort of 10 minutes staring into the bowl of the toilet, wondering whether I might be <laughs> sick or not. <laughs> and so for those weeks, I really didn't eat any breakfast. If I am being really good, I will boil a packet of eggs at the start yeah. of the week and then yeah. have those cold um maybe with a little bit of toast I'm not gonna lie to you it would be white it's um, all about balance though at yeah. the end of the day you but know? Do you know and then on some days when I'm being bad it's uh like a <laughs> massive milky coffee yeah from my home Nespresso machine which was my Covid-versary <laughs> present to myself nothing, you know there's nothing wrong with milk if you maybe if you have allergies though there is something wrong with milk for you as an individual so yeah. you know I'm definitely I'm yeah. definitely we're going to talk about habits in a little yeah. bit and I'm definitely the Nespresso machine <laughs> pressing that button in the morning it, whether I feel like I need it or not is definitely a habit yeah. trigger for me that's built into part of the morning and how I kind of like get myself ready yeah. for work so um I think in in your case then so so let you know talking talking about nutrition and what would the perfect day be so in your case let's address what you do so if you're training you know obviously you're going to feel pretty tired when you come back and you need to probably put a little bit of energy back mm. in so you do need something that's got some carbs in it uh equally though you know when you're training you're causing like kind of micro trauma to your body and to your muscles so yes. you're going to need a decent protein yeah, yeah and this is i mean holly says the same thing to me in fact a couple of weeks ago i'd kind of come in for i trained on the monday and then i went back in on the thursday yeah and i really didn't have the energy for it and i kind of felt really flat and she was like you know why haven't you recovered since Monday and I kind of I think I naturally would go towards sleep as the reason I was like right. oh, I haven't been sleeping very yeah. well it's hot it, the weather's terrible um and she said no I like you just don't eat enough protein when yeah. you tell me what you eat and then she's kind of suggesting uh protein supplements and shakes and stuff like that and I find those are quite difficult to get down unless I put them in a porridge I think if um for instance you could have something like um an almond milk so you make a smoothie so mm. almond milk's protein it's also full of omega-3s which are a fantastic anti-inflammatory right so you put that in you put a scoop of yogurt in make it full mm. fat so like a full fat greek yogurt because we don't want to be cutting fat out of things because if you take fat out a it tastes rubbish so what the food manufacturers do is then load the sugar back in yeah. so anything low fat becomes high sugar so what you don't want to do is eat low fat at all for that reason yeah uh, so you could have, um, yeah, almond milk, a uh, scoop of Greek yogurt, whack some spinach in there, mm. handful of blueberries, because that's the highest um, on the antioxidant scale. Yes. Um, and whisk that up and have that. Maybe throw some chia seeds in as well. Again, full of omega-3s and fibre. Really um, wouldn't be the yeah. worst. So if you can get something like that down, that might be a little bit better. You've got your protein in there and you've got some energy in there as well. Yeah, definitely. So, hmm. But yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about not having <laughs> breakfast either. It. You know, I can see your, your brain's buzzing. My there. brain is going round and round. And I think the first thing that I went to when you suggested the smoothie was like, oh, the texture's going to be gross. <laughs> 
do you know, I really do think you get used to it. And it's better yeah. than a shop-bought one anyway. You know, you're, you're putting fresh ingredients into it. So it's better than a shop-bought one. Um, but, you know, equally, if you don't want to have breakfast, don't have breakfast. But the fact that you're coming home from training and staring at the toilet bowl might suggest that you might just need a little bit of lining on your stomach. Yeah. And a smoothie is a way of having something that's not really... You know, you can have a few sips of it and come back, put it in the fridge and come back to it. You don't have to have the whole thing and it's feel like it's repeating commitment. on you when you're training then. But maybe having a little lining on your stomach might just make you get through training a little bit easier and, and not cause, you know, cause you nausea when you, yeah. when you finish. Oh, no, it's definite, you know, that you you kind of have. I think sometimes people have these symptoms where they, they might feel a bit tired or they feel a bit nauseous or they feel a little bit sort of woozy or they can't concentrate in the afternoon. Yeah. And they really dismiss um thinking about blood sugar and thinking yeah. about yeah. um their kind of like the the energy that they've had yeah. in the day and, and maybe what time they've been consuming that food yeah and correlating that to then how they feel I think we're quite good at um focusing maybe on work or family life and not looking for causes and reasons in the way that we feel we um we don't listen to our bodies mm. right so we've stopped listening to our bodies so People eat when they're not necessarily hungry. They eat because it's one o'clock and they should be having lunch. Uh, and they shovel something in if they're busy at work. You know, that might consist of some shop-bought sandwich, yeah. bag of crisps, chocolate bar, and some uh, often like a fizzy drink to swill it all down with as well. Yeah. And the impact that has on blood sugar is just it shoots it through the roof. Um, and we should be thinking more perhaps like, you know, going back to your original question about what is the ideal diet well, protein, you should have protein with every single meal. And really, that should be a nice, good, you know, think of the palm of your hand and think of a piece of protein that fits in that palm of your hand about that kind of volume. So you need that because eating protein actually slows down the absorption of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates at the end of the day are sugar, but there's good carbs and there's bad carbs, right? Yeah. So let's let, let, let's blow that up a little bit for a start. Yeah, let's so, talk about carbs. You know, you know, everyone's like, oh no, cut the carbs, no carbs before marbs and all of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so carbs are in bread, of course they are. Car- carbs are in most beige foods that you look at. You know, yeah. Greg's is full of carbs. <laughs> Walk past that place. <laughs> carbs are us. <laughs> yeah, car- they should be called carbs are us, shouldn't they? <laughs> Not Greg's, carbs are us. <laughs> there you go. So pasta, bread, yeah, all rice. Of those. So I think if anything's beige, try and avoid it. Yeah, and what you want on your plate is a real healthy balance of, you know, if you can eat the rainbow. Um, and yeah, yes, that's carbohydrates. Of course, there's carbohydrates in vegetables. But, you know, you stick a, a Greg sausage roll next to a piece of broccoli and, you know, you, do, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to work out which one is better for you. You know, obviously, <laughs> it's the broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> Broccoli supports detoxification of the, li- of the liver. You know, I don't think a Greg sausage roll does. <laughs> so uh, let me just get this right. Half a bottle of wine, then the broccoli. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, if you're going to have half a bottle of wine you know do something to support your liver the next day if you're going to go out and and let's face it we all do i mean hey it's friday yeah it is friday Uh, today it's friday today so you know we're all gonna and and the weather's looking good guys so we're all gonna go home and sit in our back gardens and crack open the wine have a couple of glasses but you know don't wake up in the morning and eat a bacon sandwich you know 
And I, I hate to go back to smoothies, but they're just <laughs> amazing at getting all of those ingredients in one single drink. So have something, you know, that you know is nutritious that's going to help you out in the morning. I mean, what is wrong with having lunch for breakfast? There's nothing wrong with that. No. You know, I've actually had a piece of salmon fillet for breakfast with some broccoli and some mushrooms, you know, um, just because we've got this fixation in our head that... Of what's a breakfast of food. Of what a breakfast is. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, change it up a bit. I know I have like absolutely horrified my partner once we were having kind of fried eggs on toast and there was a bit of asparagus that was going yeah. like definitely past its best but I boiled that up and used it to dip in the egg so tasty I mean that's like fat on fat a little bit but it was delicious and he was there like ah what is this why have I got green on my plate in the morning I know there was none on his plate it's there. a bit like when you, go and st- when you go and stay in a hotel and um they stick uh, a little bit of fruit next to your bacon. You're like, what's that doing there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, but yeah, you've got, to, you've got to do something. It is, and I said to you, it's, it's an 80-20 rule. And if you're going to do 20% wine, <laughs> then the other 80% needs to make up of something that's going to help support your body and support detoxifying and, and, and those processes, really. Yeah, yeah, so maybe then kind of the answer, the quick answer to that question is, The ideal diet is to eat foods that serve your body and the processes that it needs to accomplish. Yeah, Yeah, not something, you know, uh, don't eat things that come in boxes, Mm. you know, like um, Finder's crispy pancakes. Who would eat those? (laughs) Well, you and I, apparently. We have, apparently in the past. (laughs) Yeah, so Sarah and I were talking just before we started to record and kind of talking about the nutritional sins of the past. And um, it's... I think it's really, really difficult once you are in a bad way of eating. Yes. It becomes habitual. And that cycle kind of between, okay, well, you have drinks on Friday night, fry up on Saturday morning, sort of leads you into feeling not so hot by the middle of the day. And you grab a cake and a coffee. I know that's a really popular pastime, especially over the last year where it's been maybe one of the few things that we've been (laughs) able to do the whole way. Can't go to the pub. So can't go to the pub by the canal side. So let's go grab a coffee and a cake. Yeah. And (laughs) and then kind of leading then into the Saturday night takeaways. Yeah. 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 I think that. Yeah. And another glass of wine, you know. (laughs) (laughs) it's really easy to get into a spiral of bad eating just because that's a habit that's been formed it is and and I think when people think of changing their habits and I don't you know uh, diet is a really difficult word I don't I don't really like the word diet because it suggests deprivation yeah Um, and I think that if people I like to say change of lifestyle so that lifestyle might include walking you know it might include um, you know changing up an exercise routine or even starting to include some exercise Um, but it's all about changing one thing at a time you don't look at um, you know you don't look at Mount Kilimanjaro and go right I'm gonna I'm gonna climb that today it's no prep. you know you start you start preparing for it and that really you know make one change at a time so if you're going to make one change what would it be maybe you have cornflakes for breakfast every single morning let's change that let's think of something else that we can eat yeah, yeah. so let's have maybe some scrambled eggs you know good source of protein good source of omega-3s yeah so let's just think about changing one single thing and making that become habit forming yeah and then once you've gotten over that maybe change another thing afterwards and if if I can say anything it's just don't buy anything in in a box that goes in a microwave so if the food is in the form 
that it grew. Exactly. That's the way exactly. to go. Yeah. The least processed, yeah. the better. Yeah. And if you can eat organic, great. But I appreciate that's sometimes expensive and, and not always available in all ranges of foods. If you can eat organic, it's great because if food's got pesticides on it, it's just one more thing that your body's got to deal with. Mm. So you imagine you've been see your osteopath, you walk out the door, and then you go and um, eat rubbish food you go like i said coffee and a cake maybe you know you meal go, go deal. grab coffee ma- meal deal <laughs> a meal deal a meal deal is exactly the problem that it's you were describing the with the thing. pre-made yeah. sandwich the yeah. crisps and the drink yeah yeah i mean like even if i just top that up in my head you're talking about a meal deal potentially pre-made sandwiches if you made a sandwich at home you're not going to put butter and mayonnaise on it no if you make a drink at home you're probably going to have like what a cup of tea we are in England yeah yeah of course that a cup of tea versus even if you put a teaspoon of sugar in a cup of tea that versus a can of coke is a a world away yeah or or nasty tango or you know some orange drink other brands are available other brands are available (laughs) um But you're kind of talking about the the disparity between those two meals, maybe the the lunch that you would make for yourself at home with ingredients that you bought from the shop versus the sandwich that comes in a packet as being, you know, maybe somewhere in the region of like five or six hundred calories difference, maybe more. And also like the actual nutritional content of the packaged sandwich is so much lower. Yeah, I wouldn't. I also wouldn't um, pay too much attention to calories. I, I, I'm not a big calorie counter. I don't really believe in it because if you look at an avocado and look at a bag of crisps, yeah, you know, no one ever died of eating avocados, did they? You know, last time I, I didn't realize anyone could die of eating avocados or, <laughs> or broccoli for that matter. Whereas, you know, if you eat a lot of crisps, it's got yeah. a lot of salt in there. Um, obviously you're going to gain weight through that, yeah? Yeah. And it's just a processed food. It's just not, you know, it's cooked in trans fat oil. Um, So, you know, and you look at an avocado and, again, it's about making those right choices, isn't it? But you don't necessarily need to count the calories because I'm sure... I think Weight Watchers used to, or Slimming World, one of them. Don't, it's a used sin. to. It's, it's a, a sin. sin to eat an avocado. Even, can it's we like, just like... They, mm. they say no to avocados. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> can we break down that language a little bit? Because I know that I have so many patients um, and friends who have fallen trapped to... I just Come at me, Slimming World. I know. Send your legal action, because I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> absolute tripe they are designed to have you fail because they want you on there for the rest of Of your life how many how many women do you know and i think i've even myself women years ago pulled in to the trap of slimming world the absolute social torture of being weighed in front of other people yeah psychological massacre happening in church halls <laughs> up and down the country every week i can't deal with it but there's, there's women being avo- awarded silver sevens because they've lost seven pound and then there's women behind them not being awarded sil- silver sevens because they haven't lost any weight that week how must make that how it's just so does sad. that make that person feel i had a patient once who had had food poisoning over a weekend and she went to slimming world on the on the monday and she was delighted no that the, honestly she'd lost sort of four pounds um when they weighed her and the the kind of coach was like this is amazing you've done so well this week how have you done it and she was like I was really ill (laughs) 
<laughs> really, really ill. Like in bed, ill. Over the toilet, ill. Yeah, not, Couldn't not leave the, the way house, to do it. Yeah. ill. And they were like clapping, applauding <laughs> her. And she was like, and that's when I realised, I think I might be in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is tantamount to a cult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't... Uh, I think there's... um. I think there's a bit of camaraderie about it and I think yeah. that some people need support and, and you know and, and a supportive network like that may help people adopt healthier lifestyles. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that there's ways to do that that there are. aren't uh, don't bring with it all of this kind of negative connotation. If you do happen to put on a couple of pounds yeah. one week, you've got to live your life. Yeah, yeah. And maybe the place to find that camaraderie. I don't you know oh, I don't wanna speak out of turn against the weight loss conglomerates of the UK and probably beyond <laughs> but like back all the way back if anybody cares to go and have a look in episode one we did an interview with two netball coaches from the Tamworth Roosters and those girls are so supportive of one another and they work with young That's teenage great. girls yeah and they talk about body confidence and they talk right. about body image and how these girls feel about themselves and they are just also starting up this year a walking netball club for older ah, or injured great. ladies who you know are not at school not teenagers anymore but they're getting them back into yeah. a team sport well how about you can probably get the same support and the same um sort of team motivation by joining a sports team you could i mean there's a there's a, a another one called i think it's this girl runs yes yeah and and that's from complete beginners they take on complete beginners yeah um and they really support them with that you don't have to be a runner at all you can just go along and walk fast if you want to you yeah know, you don't have to actually run but maybe that's where it lies instead of focusing on the negative it does it find what add a positive yeah. yeah yeah what people can do rather than what they're not doing and what they haven't done. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where we're kind of we're talking about that breaking the the, yeah. the cycle of yeah. bad habits. I think it's about setting yourself realistic goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, saying okay, I'm going to lose four stone isn't a realistic goal. Mm-hmm. Saying yes, I'm going to just adjust my diet or my lifestyle and eat better food is a realistic goal. Um, you know, saying right, okay, I am going to take to work. Uh, chop salad with some chicken next week rather than go and buy a shop-bought sandwich. Yeah. I'm going to put some effort into making my food. You know, we, that, I think that's one thing that we've forgotten to do. We expect everything so instant these days. We expect mm. to instantly have food. You know, we want to. We, we don't want to walk in at night and have to spend, you know, 40 minutes preparing food, but you don't have to anyway. No. You know, if something comes out of a wrapper and it takes 35 minutes in an oven... You can make something in that time yourself. It just takes a bit of effort, a bit of thought process. And planning, you know, you should really, planning is a big thing, I think, when you're trying to be healthy. Yeah, Um, don't get Planning ahead. And, um, you know, there's so much resource on the internet now. You you can get kind of seven-day meal plans. You just Google it, look in there and Google something like seven-day healthy eating plan. And it'll come up, you know, there's loads of websites. It'll come up, you can... Get the shopping lists off there. There's absolutely no excuse, really. It's all about just making that little bit of effort. But if you find that difficult, just start by making one change. Yeah. Just one change. Absolutely. So I want to bring you back to my morning coffee habit. Yes. So I have such a posh Nespresso machine. I'm going (laughs) to brag about it. I don't... It's delightful. It's beautiful. So are we talking a pod here or are we talking beans? Well, pods and then, you know, for my sins, I do recycle them. Right, okay. So know that. (laughs) Um, 
So the pod goes in the top, you make the, the coffee, and then it has a little steam arm so oh. you can froth the milk. So we're not talking the George Clooney one here. No, it is an espresso. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. yeah. But it comes with like it it's a little arm, a little it. steam arm, and you have a, a metal jug just like a barista in your favorite coffee shop. <laughs> um, and I have not managed to um, kind of make any of that posh latte art that you. <laughs> oh, you, you, you were the. With a little love heart and it dragged through the no middle of it. Chance. Yeah, no, no chance. I no. do not have the artistic skill for that, but I can steam the milk and I will consume that without fail every morning. <laughs> no, and I kind of think as a grown person, do I need to consume 300 milliliters of milk every morning? Well, probably not. How, uh, I mean, you're having one of these a day, right? Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes maybe more on a weekend are we talking? Yeah, when the, when a day is when a day is long and hard, sometimes so. I can find myself scuttling back over in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything wrong with drinking coffee, if I'm honest with you. You know, I think there's something wrong with drinking a lot of coffee. Yeah. But I think if you're having two a day, I you know, I don't think there's anything wrong in that. I think for me it's not the coffee so much, it's the the sheer volume of milk that I'm yeah. consuming with it. Yeah. And I think that that is definitely, if I can have a takeaway to talk to you about another time, Sarah, yeah. that's my bad habit that I want to break. Right, okay. So mm. I would say then just restrict it to one a day. Yeah. <laughs> and you knew I was going to say that, didn't yeah. you? And then maybe just reducing the milk in it a little bit, yeah. right? But do you have allergies? I don't think I do. You don't have any but eczema it is very... or asthma. No, no, or no. no. So because milk can, can bring out a lot of allergies in people. And if you suffer with allergies, it would be the first thing dairy. I'd tell people to cut out the diet, really. Mm. Um, so uh, if you're not struggling with allergies, then I would say just start to cut down the milk a little bit. I mean, I'm not a big milk drinker. Um, I do drink tea. And I do have milk in my tea, but I probably have four cups a day. Oh, that's um, not much then, is it really? <laughs> uh, so, you know... Um, I don't have a fat lot of milk. I don't eat a lot of cheese. I tend to eat more goat's cheese than kind of cow's cheese. Is there a reason for that Um, or just taste? Taste, really. Mm. But if you are an allergy sufferer and you maybe get a bit snuffly, kind of especially in this season, yeah? Yeah. Um, Kind of cow's milk can have more of an effect on you. I mean, and that's a really good point, isn't it? So if you go and see maybe Sarah as your nutritionist, having that it's not a diet forever it's not a restriction forever it's not um these are the the golden commandments that you have to live your life by all the time it's actually you get hay fever and it's the grass pollen season yeah i'm gonna cut milk out for four weeks and we're gonna add in an apple because an apple a day does keep the doctor away (laughs) and it's got quercetin in it which is amazing for allergies so even if you went and got quercetin supplement at this time of year and started taking it for allergies, it really, really works, yeah. And obviously having a good balanced gut health as well, yeah. Yeah. Gut I mean, health is paramount, really, if you have allergies. And and wine, I hate to go back to it again, but wine wipes out your gut bacteria. Your good, your oh good no. friendly little guys down there. Uh, yeah, so what happens with any sugar, really? So obviously alcohol is a sugar. Mm. Um, but with any sugars, you'll find that you've got good guys and bad guys, and you'll find that the bad guys gobble up all the sugar, and they multiply. And then they start beating all the good guys up and the good, and the good guys start depleting. So then you get this unbalanced microbiota. Then what happens is that, that you can then start having allergies. Um, so, a, you know, a good healthy diet should also be something that feeds that microbiota. And, and fibre will do that. 
fiber is really really good to kind of uh, increase that balance it's so interesting because sometimes i think people have these allergies that appear later on in life yes and they seemingly come from absolutely nowhere nowhere. yeah but if you care to investigate and give it a little bit more thought then maybe you would be able to pin down a reason absolutely because um you know as we move through life we change habits we pick up bad habits we pick up bad eating habits and it may well be that you've got um an imbalance in your microbiota or you could have something that's called leaky gut and that's really where um particles protein particles pass through the gut barrier and start getting into your bloodstream and you don't recognize them your immune system doesn't recognize them so your immune system starts mounting a reaction to them and that's really where you can start getting allergies and then you've really got this low-grade inflammation going on all the time so if you think about it it's a little bit like Jenga you're kind of building up those blocks building up those blocks so you come and see your osteopath because you've got low back pain but you're also got leaky gut so that pain's going to be worse than it may be if you were a relatively healthy person otherwise yeah that pain is the impact the inflammation's going to be bigger you know your your body's reaction is going to be 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 bigger because you've already got inflammation going on in your body all the time in terms of healing your body's to-do list is never ending no because because your immune system's already trying to fight a battle and then you're giving it another battle (laughs) so you know it doesn't become long before it just goes ah I'm giving up (laughs) and so in terms of like let's say if you got yourself into this really terrible space where um maybe you've got some symptoms of IBS maybe you feel like you're not as healthy as you could be and you're looking at your diet and thinking crisis what's going on here yeah is the place to that's the place to come and talk to a nutritionist it is yeah yeah yeah, it is. It really is. And then we can start really... We're, we're a bit like detectives, you know. There's something wrong and we, we we go looking for it. And we might go looking for it in a number of ways. We, we can send off bloods. We can send off saliva. So if you've got... Um, we can send off uh, like a four-point uh, or even six-point cortisol test. So if you're highly stressed, your cortisol's not behaving properly. Uh, and, and that can cause you problems as well. And, or we might look on you, we might look in your poo. Well, we won't personally. We send it off to a lab. I draw the line. Yeah, <laughs> that's far enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a certain lady on TV, I think, that did that at one point, wasn't uh, there? She, was, she had them in a Tupperware, from yeah, what I can remember. Nice. She was quite obsessive. <laughs> she was. So yeah. if you so, would like to go and see however, Sarah. There is a lot to be said about looking in people's poo, but usually a laboratory does that. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and spending time with me this afternoon You're Sarah welcome. I feel like there's been so much value in the last 30 minutes it's yeah, been incredible I'm always up for a talk <laughs> well I, I shan't imagine that this will be the last time I'm, we'll I'm have surprised you. you've managed to confine me to 30 minutes to be honest on this topic <laughs> No, it's been wonderful. So if Great. people want to find out more about you and your practice in Solihull, where can they find you? Uh, so my practice is Whitney House Clinic, um, or you can find me on nutritionprovocateur.com. And Google will correct your spelling on that one, as it's yes. had to for me many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the best, maybe. But yeah, Whitney House Clinic is probably the best place to start. <laughs> So that's any anybody looking for an absolutely fantastic detective, osteopath, nutritionist and functional medicine practitioner, Sarah Smith. Great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Healthy Midlands podcast. 
Make sure to hit the follow button so that you can be the first to know when the next episode is up. Leave a review or share this podcast with a friend if you found it useful. And for more, come and find us on Instagram at Healthy Midlands. <laughs>